What's sad, Harry, is your public self-destruction and the remorseless way you've savaged your own loved ones to airbrush yourself. Well, good evening from London. Welcome to Piers Morgan Uncensored. I took two weeks off and all hell broke loose. But as usual, most of the hell is coming from Prince Harry's mouth. He moved to California, uh, rocking the foundations of the British monarchy. Uh, it was about three years ago they quit now. Seems like forever, doesn't it? Uh, the claims he's made this week have detonated a bomb. But this weapons-grade hypocrite has done nothing more than reduce his own reputation to rubble. And after torching what's left of the bridges back to his family, he now begins a new personal journey, we're told, one that ends with ridicule and irrelevance. The prince who fled Britain to protect his family's privacy has laid bare every tawdry detail of his private life, from drug abuse to intimate conversations with his father, the king, even at Prince Philip's funeral. The dad who fears for the security of his family, apparently, has put a target on their backs now and on the backs of the royal family and on his former military colleagues with his stupid boasts about killing 25 Taliban, or as he calls them, chess pieces. And the Be Kind ambassador, so earnestly invested in women's rights, brags about mocking a disabled matron at his prep school. He names her. She's called Pat. He said she was greasy and too ugly for him to feel horny. Think about that woman tonight having to deal with that in what will be one of the biggest red books of the year. How does she feel? Is she still around? I don't know. How does her family feel about that? He also exposes how he lost his virginity, says he mounted some woman behind a pub and she spanked him on his ass. Did he check that terminology with Meghan Markle? Hasn't she just literally done a podcast series trying to eliminate sexist terminology from men? Oh, dear, Harry. The discarded son, who just wants private, clear-the-air talks with his family, if only he wasn't scared they'd be leaked, has now leaked everything. And I mean everything. I read it all today. It is mind-blowing. Most outrageously of all, Harry and Meghan allowed claims to swirl about racism in the royal family for almost two years. They made a six-hour documentary about it. They accepted a Human Rights Award last month for fighting structural racism in the royal family all based on what they told Oprah Winfrey. But now Harry's decided that apparently that's not what they meant at all. In the Oprah interview, you accuse members of your family of racism. You don't even... Well, well, of... The British press said that. Right. I... Did, did Meghan ever mention that they were racist? She said there were troubling comments about... Yeah, there, there was concern about his skin colour. Right. Wouldn't you describe that as essentially racist? I wouldn't, not having lived within that family. The way the British press reacted to that was fairly typical. Neither of us believe that that comment or that experience or that opinion was based in racism. I would like to apologise on behalf of the British press, actually, because he is an unbelievable village idiot, and I think it's all our fault, honestly. It's not the fact that he was useless at school and got no qualifications, which is why he's doing all this stupid stuff. It's the British press's fault. We're responsible for everything, including his ginger hair. And I'd like to apologise for giving him ginger hair. It's awful. It doesn't stop, does it? Just interview after interview, after series, after... But it's just never-ending. Anyways, venomous memoir Spare, or Spare Me, as I've renamed it, finally hit the shelves today. 
between the copies sold by mistake in Spain, the orders posted early by Amazon, the endless press leaks and the multiple TV interviews, there aren't many surprises left for viewers, but the reviews are in and they're not great for poor Harry. Woke Bible, The Guardian, savages it as a flawed attempt to reclaim the, the narrative, which deals in the tropes of tabloid storytelling, even as it lambasts them. The New York Times, normally in spasms of ecstasy when there's a chance to bash Britain, says there's only so many revelations the public can stomach. I think we may have exceeded that, judging by the groan in my guts this evening. And the latest opinion polls show that almost two-thirds of Britons now have a negative view of a man who, until recently, was one of the most popular royals in the country. He's hit a record low. I'll be surprised. The more he talks, the more we grimace. He's a transatlantic turnoff, about as popular as, well, a frostbitten todger, to quote him. Harry calls the tabloids, and full disclosure, I edited tabloid newspapers here very proudly for 10 years. He calls tabloids the devil. But it's his smirking face on the cover of all the US tabloids, which he's done interviews with. My story, my words. The problem is that Harry's story has more holes than a crumpet. He rails against the tabloids whilst tossing them lurid stories about sex, drugs, frostbitten todgers and family dramas to sell copies of his book about mounting older women around the back of pubs, about his brother being circumcised. He's the poster boy for privacy who's betrayed the privacy of his closest family. The truth, the real truth, not his my truth, is that Harry doesn't have a problem with the press. His problem is not being able to control the press. Harry has gambled everything on this bitter attempt to bully the media and the public and his own family into believing his version of history. But unlike the growing list of media devils that he sold his own soul to, we're just not buying it. No one has called the the royal family racist. I mean, I oh, for God's sake, honestly, this is ridiculous. I would say it's built on built on the Commonwealth, and we already know Charles has had problems. You know, they've talked about the crown that Camilla may or may not use uh, because the the history of one of the diamonds, the Kohinoor diamonds, and what have you. We know that the royalty and, and many royal families around the world were built on the backs of slavery, racism, Commonwealth countries having goods stolen or, or taken away from them. We know that. Unfortunately, it's not taught in school. Yeah, sorry, that's got so nothing people to are do... To sorry, that. yeah, but with but respect, Tricia, that, that has the, nothing the history, to do... The history is racist. Yeah, you can't just speak the endlessly without me jumping racism. in. Sorry. Uh, with sorry? great respect to you, you can't just keep talking. I'm allowed to ask questions. It's an interview. Right, my, yes, my question you are, for you but is... you're not allowed to make statements right, without what, listening to what somebody yeah, says. Meghan Markle made a direct charge supported by her husband that a member of the royal family had expressed concern about the potential yes. skin colour of their baby, which, if it was yeah. too dark, would be a problem. That is racism. Yeah. They made oh, a charge... Yes, that's called really? racism, yeah. If you think oh, you that if that. a baby's too dark, it's a problem... That's called racism. Sorry to have to lecture is you it? about racism. I know I'm not allowed to oh, as a good. white man, but actually, that is an example no, you of know racism. Everything. Tell us about my history. Tell us about the history of black people and what race. What, What's what that got to do with what they said? Through? Because they didn't say it was racism. Yes, they did. Somebody else used that word. They stepped aside from using that word, I think, very deliberately. Why did and, they and win you an know, award? Tell us about unconscious... All right. Tell Why us about, did they... Tell us about unconscious bias. I'll tell you about unconscious delusion, which is they won an award... No, bias. What does it mean? I do the questions, you do the answering. It's called an interview show. 
right? And just before Christmas, they accepted an award for their heroic, heroic stand against the structural racism of this royal family, based on what they told Oprah Winfrey. That was all a complete lie. There was no racism, we now know. They never meant to say it was racism. You're supporting them. That was never meant to be racism. Queering the colour of a baby from a mixed-race marriage and expressing concern it's if it was going to be too bias. dark. It's not racism. Trish, you take me for a complete mug. It couldn't be yes. a clearer example of racism. Why deny oh, that? Oh, really? Yeah. No, so, so am I right in thinking that you know better than... you? you I have no idea of what racism is. No, I didn't say do. that. I didn't say that. I said to you very clearly... Oh, sorry, that you, you sorry, are more... I didn't, what you, you keep doing, learned. Tricia, what you keep doing, you keep putting words into my mouth I'm not actually saying, and the viewers aren't stupid. Well, that's, they that's can what hear the people conversation. did with them. They didn't use racism. You, are, you want you, people to believe that actually what she said, Meghan Markle, to Oprah Winfrey, supported by Harry, does not constitute racism, and I'm afraid no, everyone watching this bias. will think you are being deliberately either delusional or disingenuous. Which one is it? You haven't explained what you understand by unconscious bias, so I'm I not quite care. sure you understand You're not it. doing the interview, I ah. am. No, ah. I don't care. Sorry. We've now moved from racism to unconscious bias, right? Yes. I would like to move to unconscious or conscious delusion, right? because we all know what she said to Oprah Winfrey. We all know that for the last two years, the royal family has been reeling from the charge of being racist because one of their senior oh, no, members expressed concern over the skin colour of their unborn baby, and now we get told casually by Harry, clearly feeling a bit of remorse about what's gone down here, because I read the whole book today. This story doesn't appear in the book. This allegation oh. of racism isn't in there. Why? Mm. Where's it gone? Why? Nor is the, nor is the allegation where Meghan Markle, which is the other thing I queried at the time before I had to leave the building, I also said, where is the proof that she went to somebody at Buckingham Palace about her suicidal thoughts and was told she couldn't get help. That's not in the book either. Where's that gone? And by the way, what happened to him at the same time when his brother allegedly attacked him, he called his therapist who was on speed dial. Why couldn't he do that for his wife? Anyway, these are ponderous questions for you to think about, Treasure. But let me get this straight on a serious point. The racist British press blamed for six hours straight of that Netflix bilge for hounding Meghan out of our racist country, driven at the top by a racist royal family. Apparently, it's the press that's to blame for saying that Meghan Markle's claims of racism were claims of racism. Now, this had consequences, what they said to Oprah Winfrey. I was forced out of my last job presenting Good Morning Britain, a job I really enjoyed, because I said I didn't believe these claims without firm evidence. There wasn't any. And now we get told it wasn't racism. Exactly is what I suspected at the time. Do I get an apology? Does Sharon Osbourne, one of my guests tonight, does she get restored to her job at the CBS show, The Talk? Because she got fired for offering support on Twitter for my right to my opinion, because apparently I'd said racist things. It turned out those racist things were not believing Meghan Markle's racism claims. Now they say they didn't mean racism. So does Sharon get her job back? Will they give back that award that they got for their heroic battle against structural racism in the royal family? Now we know there was no racism, structural or otherwise. 
Across three new interviews and 416 whining pages of his book, Spare Me, as I call it, Harry lambasts the British press and his family for colluding with the British press. His bitterness and bile for Camilla, the Queen Consort, is shocking. This is the love of his father's life, who he brands a dangerous villain. How was she dangerous? Because of the need for her to rehabilitate her image. That made her dangerous? That made her dangerous because of the connections that she was forging within the British press. And there was open willingness on both sides to trade of information. And with a family built on hierarchy, and with her on the way to being Queen Consort, there was going to be people or bodies left in the street because of that. Bodies left in the street, says the guy who boasted about killing 25 Taliban. Actual bodies that he left in the street and then boasted about it, which has now enraged the entire Muslim world. But Camilla was apparently dangerous because she forged relationships with the media, says the man who's pocketed over $100 million by forging relationships with media entities like Netflix, Spotify, Oprah Winfrey, James Corden, CBS, ABC, and so it goes on. He says his brother, the Prince of Wales, attacked him because he was riled by reading stories in the tabloids, but also that his brother placed those stories in the tabloids himself. He slams a memoir by Diana's butler, Paul Burrell, as one man's self-justifying, self-centering version of events. My God, the irony of this! From a man who's literally just produced the single most self-justifying, centering, self-centering version of events imaginable. And if we want any more evidence of Harry's complete loss of self-awareness and utter delusion, it's surely in that claim that the book, the book was never intended to do any harm or hurt to his family. You said you want your father and brother back. Mm. Do you think that this book is going to bring them back or are they going to further divide you? I have thought about it long and hard. And as far as I see it, the divide couldn't be greater before this book, but I genuinely believe that if me and my family can reconcile, can put our differences behind us, but first there needs to be conversation and accountability, and if that doesn't happen, then that's very sad. Compensation and accountability, is that a joke? Is that a joke? You're the one doing all the attacking. You're the bully. You're the one trashing your family in public, not the family that stayed silent throughout this onslaught that's been going on now for several years. What's sad, Harry, is your public self-destruction and the remorseless way you've savaged your own loved ones to airbrush yourself. Please don't make my final days a misery, King Charles said to Harry after Prince Philip's memorial. We know that because Harry's told us. He's revealed that most excruciatingly private conversation with his father, our new king. Imagine what he would have said if a tabloid newspaper had revealed that conversation. It's disgusting. How dare you invade my family's privacy? This proves what I say about you all. You're revolting. Yeah, maybe. But what does it make you now? You've done exactly the same thing that you've been ranting about for years. Harry and Meghan, let's be clear, have sold their royal souls for a life as reality stars, trading every private cough and splutter for cash. The royal family has said nothing about this volley of abuse. It's maintained a dignified silence, which I think is the correct response. Because without the royal gravitas, without the titles, Harry and Meghan, well, what are they? They're just another version of the Kardashians. 
They've gone for broke with this latest instalment of The Only Way is Sussex, but we might finally be closing in, hopefully, on the final episode. I want to just try and get inside your head for a moment and see whether you have ever fully comprehended the scale of what happened to these families because, as things stand, I believe 20% of Americans, one in five, believe that mass shootings like Sandy Hook are staged. A lot of that is down to somebody like you with your huge following, which you built up, consistently suggesting they're staged, including Sandy Hook. This is what happened to some of the families, OK? Erica Lafferty, whose mother was killed, has had to move five times since the shooting and avoids going to the grocery store because people tell her... They say it was a, well, they didn't finish. show Alex, any evidence. The let me judges finish, found let me, finish, me guilty. I'll ask you a question. The judges found me guilty. That's Alex, illegal. I know. Let me just finish. She said it got scary and more graphic. Things would be mailed to her house that were threats of rape. The 500,000 dead Iraqis? Jennifer Hensel and Jeremy Rickman, parents of six-year-old Aviel, who was killed, set up a foundation for their daughter. Soon after, email addresses attached to the foundation... What about the cops killed with, by Black Lives Matter? Let me finish. We're flooded with messages saying oh. Aviel didn't exist. That Hensel and others were actors and questioned why money was being raised from a fake shooting. In 2019, Jeremy Rickman... Avil's father killed himself. Friends called Hensel, his wife, Jennifer, to tell her people were at the cemetery where Avil was buried looking for evidence that her husband had actually died. David Wheeler, the father of six-year-old Ben Wheeler, who died at Sandy Hook, detailed two instances in which people actually showed up at his home demanding to see Ben, insisting he was alive. He said people also pointed to a student film he made in college as proof he was a crisis actor. Robbie and Alyssa Parker, and you did mention Robbie Parker, who I interviewed many times and felt a deep affinity with, and you said he was laughing after his, his uh, poor well, little he girl was killed. But she said that... He, he uh, Alyssa, his wife, said that the, the vicious comments on the memorial Facebook page honouring her daughter were so terrifying she couldn't remember much of her daughter's funeral. Mark Banston, the lawyer representing okay, so the Sandy Hook families, said there were, were people dishonest. threatening to kill her. You us. said one of your topics was Sandy Hook. Here's the deal. They know they showed no proof of that in court. The judge didn't let me defend I, myself. Okay, you don't. You just Alex, want to sit here and talk about Sandy Alex, Hook. I am Let's not. Move, I want Alex, to move on to other topics. I'm simply. My question is simply this: When you hear about the impact on these poor families, whose children, age six, were blown to pieces in a school, when you hear about the impact, do you have any real regret or remorse? about fueling Adam this idea that it was staged children. and hoaxed and they were comic You let me actors. talk at all? Adam Lanza killed those children, not me. A Democratic Party PR firm looked at Trump, looked at me in 2016... That wasn't my question. ...brought up Sandy Hook. That wasn't but, my I'm, question. I'm going to explain to you again. I'm going to say it again. The media took what I said out of context... They didn't. ...years later, magnified it... Let me finish. ...to make a political hit point on me and on Trump, and they blew it all up and then said I was doing it. They have no proof I ever sent anybody to their houses. I didn't. I a few times questioned it on air. I became super famous. You said it was a hoax and a fake. To me. They've raised hundreds of millions in, in, in donations, 73 million from Remington. Now they're coming after the First Amendment. It's insane. And I told you, I'd come on and briefly talk about Sandy Hook. You sent a whole list of topics. Now, I want you to be true to your word and not a deceptive person, Pierce. We have spent 24 minutes on Sandy Hook. I want to move on to the Davos group. I just want you to answer the question the first. Before we move on, do I, you I mean, feel... Like, when, you hear these, when you hear these accounts of what happened to these families, do
do you feel a sense of personal regret and remorse that your you know, actions on like air, these... that your actions yes, on air I, I inspired, don't feel as much inspired as the five... a lot of people to think these people were actors and their kids didn't really die? Do you feel genuine five... remorse? You know, let me talk for any. Well, 500,000 Iraqi children starved to death. No, and that's Madeline not the Albright did it on purpose. And said, oh, oh, you know, no, I feel way less. No, I legitimately question Sandy Hook, and I stand by what I did. You said it Those was families, a fake and a hoax. You let me finish? Attached themselves to me to raise money and to claim I'm doing things to them I didn't do to raise money and to try to take over my life, and no, I don't. I apologize before they sued me if I ever hurt anybody's feelings, and I'm supposed to apologize forever and ever in some communist I just asked struggle you, session. If you, I just asked you whether you feel regret and remorse. I asked you whether you feel regret and remorse for fueling this belief that Sandy Hook was staged and fake. That's the only question I asked you. When you give an apology, which I've given over 150 times, you're done with the apology. Type in Alex Jones apologizes for Sandy Hook. You'll have it before they sued me, so I'll point you to that. You're so good at all your clips, but no, I'm not going to come back on your show in 10 years and you'll say, do you now apologize? If I sat here and slit my throat on air, it wouldn't be enough for you. I legitimately question mass events because of things like Operation Northwoods that called for staging mass shootings that didn't occur in the United States.